You guys want to start? Sure. Okay. Is Jansen down? We're down to Jansen. Jansen. He's out for this one. Did he overheat? Is, did, yeah. did, did Jansen overheat? He's going <laughs> to fix something. Um, his his hood's up. He said, uh, "I'm gra- oh, sorry. That was from earlier where he said he's going to grab lube and stuff. I got to dip out. My AC's fucked. Need to figure this out. And I said, how dare you? And he said, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to say, you let me down. I have lost my faith in uh, fucking iPhone Jansenism. Well, you know what's oh, funny? Jansenism auto corrected. Jansenism. Jansenism. Jansen. It corrected my mistake to Jansenism. <laughs> That's what the fuck is Jansenism? Is that a thing? It's got to be. It's a corrected to it. It's a religion. I don't want to practice it. Sorry. I do. It really is. A Christian movement of the 17th and 18th centuries based on Jansen's writings and characterized by moral rigor and asceticism. Holy shit. No way. This is staying on the podcast. Um, Let's just start with the theme song. So this is part of the show. I know Jansen was famous. Yeah. Like that. Um, Infamous. He's infamous. You guys, let's go with a famous, infamous. Let's go with a Simpsons intro, shall we? Let's go with this one. Otto, you gotta do something. There's a gremlin on the side of the bus. Ordering in Wonderland. Oh dear lord, some sort of hideous monster. Oh, and that cutie's trying to claw my eyes out. Hello? Hello? Bored already. Miss Elva Keene lives alone on the outskirts of London Flats, a tiny rural community in Maine. Up until now, the pattern of Miss Keene's existence has been that of lying in her bed or sitting in her wheelchair, reading books, listening to a radio. Eating, napping, taking medication, and waiting for something different to happen. Miss Keene doesn't know it yet, but her period of waiting has just ended. Ew. For something different is about got a to period? happen. period? Has, in fact, already begun to happen. Via two most unaccountable telephone calls in the middle of a stormy night. <laughs> telephone calls rooted directly through the Twilight Zone. And the Guinness Book of World Records for the bitch that says the word hello... Yeah. Things in a half hour than anyone else ever been. We're still listening to the past, right. Frank. You done? Okay. Welcome to the LAW Twilight Zone Review, episode 191. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Wilcox. Today we're talking about Night Call 519 of the original show. It's our first episode going back to the original show in like two months. Something like that. Right. It's fucking crazy. Right. And um, so long, citizens. <laughs> Hello? Hello, hello. This is a perfect, a perfect episode for Jansen. He always we're trying to reach you about your extended warranty. Hello. He always has a thing where if he can't hear something, he'll just go hello like that, and it's fucking funny. And here he is with a perfect opportunity, and he dips out. Shut the fuck up, Frank. He dips out and leaves us. Leaves us high hatted. It's 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 offensive, and I'm, I'm I'm pissed at him, and he's dead to me, and I no longer believe in Jansenism. <laughs> I'm not a Jansenite anymore. Is it at least Christian? 
based? I told you, yeah. It was you the first are line an unbeliever. Obsolete. Obsolete. He's obsolete. Um, Jansen is obsolete. So, guys. Jan- Jansen walked into the forest one day and he came back with some writings. <laughs> you have to look and in the secret glasses then, into a box. Nobody else can be then, present. And then moved to uh, Utah. SLC. Yeah. Utah. Yeah. Yeah. It's so night call. I put out a poll today. Let's start with this because this episode we have nothing to say about. A um, couple things. It, I did my uh, Mary Fuck Kill, which is per norm. It, it got Mary with 50% of the vote. Fuck got 10. Kill got 40. At least 40% of the, you know, the, I want to say population, but at least 40% like actually, you know, watch this probably, I guess. Well, Frank, this is where we start the debate. Oh, there's like dialogue even. Yeah. Uh, no, between you and me, apparently. So okay. hold, put a pause on that. Another poll I put up is, because this is an honest question, because it's, it's, it's a real serious issue with the Twilight Zone. I wrote, who does the Twilight Zone want to kill more? Gladys Cooper, from this episode. She's also Nothing in the Dark, Passage on Lady Anne, and Night Call, this episode. Or Ed Wynn, One for the Angels, or 90 Years Without Slumbering. Who, who? Uh, her. Really her. I mean, even though the devil does come for Ed Wynn both times, I think, right? doesn't or no but i mean literally death comes for her (laughs) exactly i i vote for gladys cooper she won with 90 percent of the votes by the way uh gladys cooper all three of her episodes is about her going off to fucking die and this episode she isn't dying but she's clearly like death's like go fuck yourself you're next that's what it's about (laughs) edwin has one episode where he defeats death and, and and tricks it and he dies anyway, but he goes in willingly. The second episode is where he goes, nah, fuck death, I don't care. And he lives. So with that math, I'm going Gladys Cooper. Definitely. Yeah. Both people, though. Sometimes he's the gas man. <laughs> Last week, he was the electric man. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? I love Hello? that. <laughs> I love that. They have a British actress. They have a British actress. And then Rod comes on and goes, she's from London Flats. I go, oh, good. One of the rare episodes that isn't about war or another planet where it's not set in the States. In Maine. And then she he goes, London Flats in, in Maine. And I'm like, but she has a British accent nonetheless. Why the fuck is... To say it's in London, bitch. Come on, Rod, bitch. To say it's in London. He won't... Like, he... He took baby steps. He's like, no, no, it's in Maine. I'm just fucking. <laughs> anyway, it was a phone call, and then we One cut of to that. Days the Twilight Zone will take place in Europe. <laughs> Is there? There's a scene in Mute in the beginning of Mute. Remember, they're in Germany. That's yep. it. It's pretty much. I can't it, think yeah. of anything else. It's not and war then or space. They moved to Germany, Pennsylvania. Yeah, something. Germantown. German. Yeah, which that actually is a place. Yeah, it is. But yeah. can you name another episode? Oh. I thought of one that's uh, but that's supposed to be in in Germany, so, you know what I'm talking about. That's supposed to be there. What from season four? No, from season two, three, season three. Oh yeah, Death has re- yeah, Death Set's supposed yeah. to be there because that's where the concentration camps are. Dachau, yeah. Yeah, um, so that doesn't count. 
I'm looking for a, a, a regular episode not about, like I said, war or space. That's not set in the States. Nope. In the jungle, he talks about Africa, but we don't really fucking see Africa, really. I mean, in the short story that it's adapted from, they were in Africa a lot. I think the whole thing happened in Africa, I believe. Probably. I could be wrong about that. I fucking hate that episode. Anyway, so I'm Phoenix West. Did we say that? We did that, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, the fuck am I? I don't know where to begin this episode because it is literally just a series of non-phone calls where a woman gets a, essentially, what is it? A phone call equivalent of a ding-dong ditch. And then she answers the phone goes, hello? Why are you calling if you're not going to say hello? Hello? And that's the episode. Like, the guy on the other line literally goes, or <laughs> hello? hello, or he he goes, uh, he says something like, uh, I'm not going to bother you because I do what you tell me. And she doesn't react to any of it correctly. Like, it's not in pace with each other. No. He's going, hello. She's like, hello, cutting them off and shit. <laughs> I want to know who's calling me, but I keep gonna. I'm gonna keep cutting him off and scream hello at him. I forgot. I put up a third poll, which is which haunted telephone episode is better, long distance call or night call? Long distance call. I disagree. Night call one was sixty six point seven percent. Yeah, it's a hard call. They both are just terrible. I don't mind this episode. Really? I actually like this episode. Yeah, I, I sitting here waiting. I'm like, did we watch the same episode? Okay, Adam, take it, man. What did you like about it? I'm getting like I, this. Kind of reminds me of like one of those classic like Hammer horror type movies. You got the lightning in the background. You got a little bit of storm. You got a pretty good setup. You got some genuinely unsettling phone call prankery going around. Plus, can I mention that this actress has a really kick ass accent? I love her like proper British accent. I don't know. I just think that's that's cool. All right. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of a hammer horror episode. And some of the phone calls, especially when the guy's just kind of going, Ooh. like I wanted to laugh, but the more I heard it, it started to become unsettling. And it kind of gave me goosebumps a little bit. And uh, I, I like where this episode went. I found it genuinely unsettling, and I thought it was pretty well acted and pretty well paced as well. There's definitely a lot of tension building going on it. I know not a lot happens, yeah. but they make good use with what little is there. I completely agree with what Adam just said. It, it works for me. I hate long-distance call. Other than the fact that I thought it was funny that a grandma tries to kill a child by making him drown in a little koi pond out back. <laughs> but other than I'll that... I mean, what? Uh, I thought it was hysterical. I mean, like, she's just trying to kill his kid over and over. Yeah, you think it's hysterical outside of the actual episode itself, though. Yeah, this one is just, um, I, I mean, I, I remember the first time I watched it, because it, I was watching it, like, I think it was, like, late at night, because it was on the marathon, I think, and it was, like, two in the morning. So, and it was a bit of something, like, like, you know, Adam was saying, like, they did capture the atmosphere and all that, and she is a good actress, but... You know, uh, after after watching them all a couple times and watching this with more of like, you know, my aunt, I already know what's going to happen. Like, I couldn't get the last episode she was in with Robert Redford out of my head. Like, that's all I kept thinking about. I think, it, yeah. like, it, I think that episode ruined this one for me. To be honest with you. Well, same thing with me and Edwin, where I just hated 90 Years of Slumbering. I think it's a yeah, terrible it's fucking episode. 
That was a rough episode. I hate that episode. It is really bad. Yeah, but I mean, we're going from Edwin season what one episode two to yeah. season four. I mean, this this chick was like within the same two months of each other almost. It felt like it wasn't that close. I know, but no, nothing in the dark is, is season three. That's what I mean. Season three to season five. I mean, it's yeah. Well, in TZ years, that's only two years. But I, I, I don't shit when it came out, when, it, when the next one is. I, I was just thinking about it, and it made me think, oh, this. I, I hated the episode on its own, but this one. Remember, I, I remember when we did that episode. I was, I was like, this isn't one I remember from the phone. This is this today is the episode I remember from the phone call, phone call episode. So okay. this is the one I was looking forward to. I didn't realize it. Um. Yeah, you were having a hard time like describing because like it was right right on the edge of your mind, like because it was like right on the edge of my mind, like where what what episode was she from? Oh my god, it's like oh yeah, that's right. But this one, I we're going off what Adam was saying. It's a really simple episode. There's not a whole lot of story. You don't find out much, but that's kind of the point. It's it's like a it's urban in the early days of this podcast. I would describe them as certain uh, genres. One of them was Urban Legend. This is an Urban Legend episode. This is 100%. You would read this in the Scary Stories is Telling the Dark book. Yep. It's one of those type of stories. It's Urban Legend. That's all it is. And It, it, it could be a creep show or even a Tales from the Crypt, honestly. It, it yeah. would fall into that. Yeah. This, this is like the first creepypasta ever. <laughs> yeah. But I like... I like this episode. I like Rod's simple, concise introduction. He doesn't put too much into it. He doesn't tell you what's happening. He just says she's getting phone calls. Let's find out. He doesn't spoil it like he did in some early season five episodes. He doesn't. But he sets it up nice enough and kind of goes, here's the story. And the story is a woman keeps keeps getting a phone call. And the, the person, she doesn't hear anything for a while. Keeps hanging up. But she doesn't hear the dial tone. She doesn't hear the actual hang-up noise. It just cuts out. Like it never happened. And that's really the whole story. Is her maid comes over. She talks to the maid. And the maid's like, I didn't... No, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, she listens to the phone. The maid never reacts to the phone ringing. Which is kind of a the big... The one thing that she does, though, is she picks up the phone. It's not the creepy caller. It's actually the phone uh, company. Which yeah. I thought was a nice touch. Because I kept thinking that. I'm like... Well, why don't she pick up the damn phone and get creep called? But yeah. somehow, the party—we won't. We're, I don't want to skip ahead. The party knows not to talk when she answers the phone. So at least I, I got that. You think it's all in her head anyway? That's why. That's that's kind of what I'm building to here. Um, let's finish the the synopsis and then we'll get into that because that is the most interesting part of this. Mm-hmm. Is because it's so fucking simple and straightforward. It's her continuously answering a phone call, and nobody responding. Eventually, the voice goes, "Hello, hello," and that's it. And then she, and then it's her calling. It's the main character calling the phone company and being like, "Who the fuck's calling me? What the fuck?" And the phone company's like, "Wait, an electrical thing. It's probably just cross wires and drop connections and shit like that. You know, typical corporate bullshit." Typical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a storm. There's damn wires everywhere. It's gonna yeah. take a little bit. You know, you're lucky your phone's even working to begin with. So, you know, be happy. Well, is well, it gonna happen again? Well, I don't Maybe. know. I'll I'll consult my local tarot card reader and let you know. <laughs> and <laughs> the reason I put off that conversation of is it real or not is because the next plot point is, is when Adam was saying is when she calls from the phone company and says, "We we trace the call that 
the, the call that was where it was coming from. And there's some down wires there. So nobody could have called from there. So it makes you go, there's evidence that it happened in real life. Because otherwise, how do they trace phone lines? If there wasn't actually a call that took place. Does that make sense, Adam? Yes. Frank's walking away. We had two quitters in the show. Two quitters. What the fuck's going on? A bleeding, bleeding host. Fuck you. <laughs> um, they trace it to some down wires. Eventually, the old lady leaves the house, and the maid's like, I don't advise you leave the house. We haven't done this in years. They go out there. It's the wire detached on the grave of her, her ex-fiance from 1933. And right. I was like, she's like, he, he died. He's, and I was like, oh, he fucking killed himself to get away from you. But she ends up telling the story that she was driving the car. She's a woman driver, so she's terrible. Hits a, hits a tree or something. And then he flies out the windshield and dies. And I was like, that makes sense. Th- this adds up. She was kind of graphic about it, too. Yeah, she seemed a little uh, like she was rumbling out under, the sh- under her blanket. He went he went right through the through the windshield. Wicka, 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 wicka. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck she was doing. She was really reminiscing. Yeah. I can't believe she she just went. She, he was just tore all the fuck up. And was His like, cock wow. broke the windshield first. He went <laughs> cock first. She's, going, she's like Cloris he Leachman. He was cock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I used to call him. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Windshield smasher. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. yeah. She just keeps going in graphic detail about how hung this guy was and how he's dead. And uh, yeah. clearly she's guilty about it. And she she has you know She, she also admitted that he's a submissive and she's a dominatrix, which I thought was kinda weird. I know she was pegged. She they, they were they were they were they were they were leaving the Hampton Inn. Really? Tell us what happens in a Hampton Inn. Uh, you hear it every goddamn peg L I W me. Oh, get me off of the goddamn screen, Adam. So for the for the podcast listener, uh, Adam just put Frank on the big screen and wrote in the quotes like a comic book peg beast. Yeah. Um, I like that you had that ready. <laughs> that is, good. I originally made that for Pete, but it kind of fits Frank too. Kind so. of, it fits Frank way better. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I'm sorry, Frank. <sighs> okay, I mean, you know, there's a reason Phoenix knows all about it, and everyone else. I'm not ashamed of anything. I'm give a shit. We're having fun like we're in a Hampton Inn, and oh, just, it's yeah. just whatever. <laughs> Throw whatever Ruin you want in there every time. He, fl- you, he flew out that windshield think, right in the frank. Yeah, I mean, you might think $100 a night is a lot, but not when you're ruining a couch. It's basically you're buying a couch for 100 bucks and having a good time. I mean, how can you put a price on that? Oh, don't they charge you for the couch? Very interesting, but stupid. I thought we agreed on not too many clips. That's how you feel after you come. <laughs> you go, oh, what I do. Yeah. Seems oh, like where, oh, fine. the old lady. Sorry. Um, you know what's crazy? I meant yeah. to bring this up last time, but Jansen cut me off. Fritz Weaver died four years ago. That's it. Really? Yeah. He died in 2016. Shit. He, he was wearing his pants up to his fucking tits back then? Yeah. God damn. I mean, she died. Let me look it back up. He was part of the mass celebrity exodus of 2016. 
She died in 1971 at the age of 82, which makes sense. I'm shocked at that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm shocked it wasn't 1965. <laughs> she doesn't look in ill health, but she's clearly elderly at this point. But she's only in her 60s here. She 60s back in the 60s was fucking ancient. Rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, oh, was she in a car crash like before this? Like she looks a couple years old. It's oh, rough. sorry. She died. In, she had a. She died at eighty-two. So she was in her seventies in this, but still, they also. You could tell they put some. Made it up. almost to a hundred. They eighty-two. 60, 70, 80, 70, 80, 90. So like mid nineties, right? She died at age eighty-two. Oh, yeah. So you could tell they, they kind oh. of did they. Helped along her age with some makeup a little bit. Like, they tried to extend, you know, make her wrinkles yeah. pop out. You could tell they were doing that. They took some of the makeup off. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> the last movie you did has some make. I want to take his makeup I need off. surgery. <laughs> Nick Cassavetes, call us. Fuck. <laughs> Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, demon. <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't know what you guys are talking me. about. Like, talking about face off. You fucking kidding me? I, know, I figured you were, but the last one I saw was Demon Knight was. So yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So yeah, they find the down wire on the grave, and she realizes it's her ex fiance Brian. Right. Brian. Um, she goes home. She answers the phone immediately, and she's like, "Brian, Brian, dig." Big dick Brian who flew out the windshield dick first. Fuck that tree when he hit it. Brian. All cocked Brian. And this is where the episode gets hilarious to me. Is because it could have been a sweet episode where he's like, Oh, come to me, sweetie. Which is what I expect. Which is what most people expect. Come to me, sweetie. A typical urban legend storyline where she's she's near death, kind of like nothing in the dark. She's receiving like messages from beyond, beckoning her to come into the light, you know? That's what I expected. Adam, is that what you were expecting as well? Yes. Okay. That I think that's what the, the general audience is expecting. But instead, this is where I, I take this episode and I gave it a seven. Is instead of that, because she told him to fuck off before, he goes, you told me to fuck off and I have a big dick that went through the windshield. What the fuck, bitch? And she's like, no, don't go anywhere. I'm so sorry. Please come with me. Just keep talk to me. And he's like, go fuck yourself. I'm going to go fuck some ghosts up here. I got a halo and I can't even fit my dick in that thing. It's that big. And then he cuts Jesus off the line. Christ. Yeah, it gets really graphic. It's fucking bizarre. But then he hangs up on the bitch and she's like, and she sits there all sad. And I'm like. Wait, I was waiting for that third act because she's sitting there in her bed dying because she's so old. Like, I don't want to be alone anymore. Yeah, bedridden. Like, oh, I'm hanging up on you now, though. Yeah, and she so said she's, she's crippled from that accident. So she's been crippled since 1933, which is what his tombstone reads. So she's been yeah. sitting there for 31 fucking years at this point, laying there. And then I expected it like a... I expected her to go, oh, I love, I still love him and I miss him. Oh, go be sweet in the night. But instead, it go, it's Rod coming and going, this bitch learned a lesson when she's an octogenarian. Don't be a piece of shit. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this episode is amazing. Appreciate the big cock that you've got. <laughs> yeah. Also, because I watched so much Mystery Science Theater, there was a couple of times and then finally I stopped. I'm just, every time she said hello, it's like, 
hi, we're trying to reach you about your expired warranty. Yeah. Uh, we want to extend your your the warranty on your uh, on your car. And then I felt bad because I found out she's like crippled and in a wheelchair from a car accident. So uh, the expired warranty thing, not as funny as I initially thought. No, it's funny. It's still funny. Yeah. It, it's it's not I real. Guess. It's not real. She is a dead person in real life. Mm-hmm. But well, so it's a cool accident. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So Phoenix, what did you hear? Advertisements. 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 All made out of aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> More advertisements. I, I swear to God, up to two years ago, I thought aluminium and aluminum were two different things. <laughs> I was like, I never, I don't remember reading that on a periodic table. What is that? I'm going to take the lift up to my flat and grab an aluminium hat. My poor name is Aluminium. <laughs> and aluminium. aluminium. <laughs> that's good. That's actually good. Mr. Aluminium. Albert, Albert Luminium. I go by Al for short. <laughs> so you dumb. heard that. So Phoenix, dumb. Did you hear anything every, th- every time she said hello? I heard Jansen, like I said. Okay. So I, I heard. Remember that song? It's like, hello. <laughs> Is it me? Lionel Richie? You heard Lionel yeah. Richie? <laughs> every time she said hello, I heard, hello. Is it me? Looking for hello from the other side. <laughs> I hear your cock went through the windshield, and you fucked an oak tree upon removal. Oh. Now I'm in this chair. I had to bury you seven feet deep for reasons. Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your sweat. Get some chest I can hair see out. In your eyes. The Lionel Richie V neck. I can see it in your smile. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh. It's you that's calling me hello. And you're only so smiling because my cock's in your throat. And it's so big it makes you smile. <laughs> big Dick Brian. Big Dick Brian died. And this is R.I.P. okay. Let's get back to reality. Snap back Rest to reality. <laughs> um, let's talk about Mom's spaghetti. But let's first let's talk about spaghetti. The I love that it's a big fuck you to this character. And he, he literally says uh, in the outro, which you'll play soon, but um, not yet. But he says she learned a responsibility. I'm like, the bitch is an octogenarian. What the fuck is she going to learn lying in a bed? Does she really need to learn a lesson right now? I mean, she accidentally the killed the guy. Really, yeah, really late to the call right here, Rod. <laughs> I mean, this is when I say earlier in the. When we first started doing our shows together, Frank, you always said like the the, the Twilight Zone punishes people, and I go not necessarily. This woman di- had an accident, and a guy well, died. She could have been smoking meth at the time in nineteen thirty-three. Yeah. Cocaine, if anything. Yeah, definitely cokehead, dude. I mean, um, that was just that was. I like, mean, you, just, you said so. She was giving the guy a hand job, and he drove into a tree. She you can't give a hand job with one hand with that guy. So you got to fucking. She's it's a, driving it's a and double pump chump. You got to really get at that guy. And the car careened off the road and smacked a fucking oak tree, which he fucked on the way out. He's fucked one of those tree nut things and gave some squirrels some nuts. And I don't blame her, though, for this accident. It sounds like she was just she lost control the way she described it, unless she's a horrible liar. But it's like she got tortured and then Rod's like bitching on a lesson. Now she's crippled and dying. Fuck you, bitch. Bye. 
It's like I think the lesson that she's learning is she's alive. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is that, Rod? No. Come on, Rod, really? I have a heart, man. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, holy shit, this ep- this ending is awesome. Rod's like, I just work here. I mean, you know. <laughs> so it sounds like I liked it the best, and then Adam, and then Frank. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, Actually, yeah. I, I was scored a little higher than you. I, I was going to give this one an 8 out of 10. I, I like you gave one. Obsolete Man an 8 out of 10. Oh, I hate you. I hate you so much, Adam. <laughs> I thought they were both good episodes. Where are you? You're over here. Can't take it away from him. Yeah. No. Um, okay, is. so Adam liked it better than I did, apparently. Although, yeah, did he? Because... I, I was entertained by this episode, yeah. Yeah, but entertain. I think Absolute Man is way fucking better than this episode. It might be too, because like I said, we spent weeks doing Jordan Peele's Twitterverse, and then we came back to this, and I'm like, oh, I love classic Twilight <laughs> again. God damn it! Even the shitty ones are good, you know. Eight out of ten. Um, <laughs> I can't disagree with him on that. I kind of weighed myself in a little bit, so because I, I, I was skipping around a little bit, just bored earlier. And like I said, I was looking up Twilight Zone shit all day because I have a bunch of intros. I have sixteen introductions for the show now, sixteen theme songs. Awesome! So That's- look forward to that shit. All from different TV shows. So, yeah, it's gonna take a while to get through them all, but um, a lot of them are Futurama. Cause they had six of them, but um, yeah, I like the episode. It's, and I thought I was gonna hate it. I was really expecting today to be like, "Fuck this episode, fuck, fuck, fuck," but I really liked it. I don't know, Frank. What do you give it out of ten? Five. That's not too bad. I didn't like this at all. Okay. I mean, I hated a lot more worse. What didn't this, you like about it, I guess, is where we'll start with that rating. Her, just the hello thing. It got on my nerves after a while. It really did. From the other side. Hello. 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 She had, she had like, two tones. It was hello or hello. It yeah. was one or the other. And it was over and over. It was so repetitive. Let me show you something, Adam. Go ahead and talk, Frank. I was just saying, like, uh, what is he doing? He is a loon- He is out of his fucking mind. Six million shows? What is he doing? What is that? Oh, did you build it yet? You if finished you, it? If you build it, I will come all over this. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, it nice. Is, it is really getting there, isn't it? It's a nice project. Yeah. All I'm going to do now? Are you going to put like, real spaghetti on it and then like, no, dry I'm gonna, it? I'm going to paint this shit. I, I'm done. I'm going to paint it now. You, you, you going moon gray? Moon gray. Well, technically elephant gray. What's they, the difference? They don't sell moon gray for some reason. So, For the listeners, I'm holding up a, a ball I made out of styrofoam, and I put two bottles of giant tacky glue on this to make craters and mountains, if you look. I was going to ask, did you whittle that thing? or did you? Nope. Did you I did just you... put glue on top, so you got little craters. That's really good. It took fucking actually. a week, two weeks, however long it's been. Mm-hmm. If you look, you can well, see like ridges and stuff. Um, make sure you get Tycho's crater on the bottom, the South it's Pole. It's not the moon. Oh, it is supposed to be the moon. I'm just not doing it. Um, Tycho's yeah. crater is pretty fucking like obvious when you say it. It's that one crater on the bottom that kind of covers half the goddamn thing. Yeah, I'm not going for accuracy. I'm just making a moon. Tycho Brohan, Brahim. How about this, Mr. Sans Three Thousand? 3,000 will be over top of that. 
Just do use your imagination. Okay. Yeah, the, the other side of the moon looks so much different than the one that we see all the time. It's yeah. very strange how different it is. I always thought that was weird. Anyway, um, the undesirables go. I should be done with it soon. So there must be a lot of them because there's a lot more smaller craters on that side. It's, <laughs> it's gonna like be hanging up in the background when I move offices. It's gonna be hanging up somewhere back here for every episode we do. So nice. I'm trying to put a little work into it, you know. Yep, yep. Looking forward to. It. I don't want to go this color with it, like the I did. I on the tattoo, I got the kind of the yellow one they do. How many hours does that take? I don't know, three or four. Damn, that's quick. Yeah. My guy's looks good. Like, looks but, like a lot of detail for three hours. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, should be done with that soon. But anyway, the episode. Um, I was thinking Adam would get a kick out of that, but he, he was in totally indifferent. No, he's mesmerized. Look at him. He's no, like, I like him. Wow. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I don't look like better that. when it's painted. I want that on both ass cheeks. Like, Do you know how much work I'm putting? Look how many different grays I have. I have all these different grays to figure out the no, best the thing, gray. Every time I see the, uh, the, 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 when I watch Mystery Science reruns, and they always do the cutaways for the commercials, yeah. and they show the thing spinning, I'm always thinking, is that like spaghetti that they like glued on there? Or, because it, it looks like spaghetti. I thought maybe you were going to put spaghetti on it. No, that would just rot and smell awful. Yeah. <laughs> no, what they have you there is... Spray, uh, with, uh, with, spray with hairspray. He preserves it. They have on that show, it's... um. What is that shit called? Yarn? No, no. It's 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 like a plaster type. It's a spray. And you put plaster it like around... Paris. What? Plaster Paris. Is that what you put around like window... You used to put it... Back in the day. You used to put around window seals. Oh. Um, that shit. Caulk. No, it's not caulk. It's a spray. Asbestos. <laughs> Probably was made out of that. But it was literally... <laughs> it was a yellow... I think it came out a little whiter, but it, it dried yellow. So if you go into like old windows and look at the seal, it had like this gross yellow foam stuff. It was white at one time, and yeah, that yellow. That's what I'm saying. It, you, it turns yellow. I, I put this on my old windows in my old house, and you put that, you spray it on there, and it turns this gross yellow. I made a ball. I actually made a previous Mr. Science Theater ball like 20 years ago out of that stuff, and it looked great. But it, you know, over the really decades, no it broke. I'm not a carpenter, I'm an electrician, sir. Yeah. But if when you next time you're looking, look at like old windows in the inside and like attics, because you don't cover it up in an attic. Why would you? Who gives a shit? And it's just like in the inside of the window seal or like in the inside where they try to insulate it from the from down below so no no air is coming up into the attic, you know? They do it in there. Mostly in attics. Where but else would they might do it? There you go. That's maybe, it. Maybe maybe <laughs> the side of the house louvers, maybe? I don't know. I'm not gonna go into detail. I know what you're trying to do, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, it's that stuff. But it, that's what they made that ball out of. It looks like that's what I'm guessing just by looking at it. That's it looks very reminiscent of that. Or it's a spray foam. That way you get the lines coming down in the spray. It worked. It worked. <laughs> My last ball looked better than this one. Uh, this one's okay. I'm but, just messing with you. Um. Anyway, Twilight yeah, Zone. So, like, uh, Rob. I guess I don't know where else to go with this. No, let's, let's talk a little bit more. Um. We're, we're pretty quick in this episode. Oh, yeah. Do Rod. And then we'll talk about the implications of the episode and what we think yeah. actually happened. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> According to the Bible, God created the heavens and the earth. It is man's prerogative and woman's to create their own particular and private hell. Case in point, Miss Elva Keene, who in every sense has made her own bed 
and now must lie in it. Sadder but wiser, Literally. by dint of a rather painful lesson in responsibility, transmitted from the Twilight Zone. I don't know that. Anyway. Okay, guys, a couple things I want to say. There's a Whoopi Goldberg movie called The Telephone, where she's talking to a telephone for 90 minutes. Ugh. And at the end, they reveal. I was not plugged in. That's a whole movie. Well, I so, mean, they pulled off a phone booth. Phone booth had a plot beyond sure. the phone. She's literally talking on a phone, and then it ends with, oh, the phone wasn't plugged in. She's crazy. Was it all exposition from her, and you didn't hear the other person on the other side? Or I haven't you... seen it since oh. I was a child, so I just oh. remember that happening. And my dad, every once in a while, when I was talking to him, would pop up and go, you need to do that movie, and I cannot find a copy of it. What's, um, even, uh, what's it called again? The Telephone. Very generic. Yeah. The whole Good fucking thing. That one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long Google search. So if, I think I would feel that way about that movie, what Frank's feeling about this one, in only 25 minutes. That's um, a lot of Google images of Whoopi Goldberg having a cell phone in her hand. <laughs> not a cell phone. That's from 1988. Yeah, but good here's luck a, telling Google your, that. There's your link over there. <laughs> there you go. A crazy out-of-work actress. They say, they say it in word two. A crazy out-of-work actress. <laughs> Vashti Blue spends all her well, time in her small apartment with her pet owl and her telephone, which she uses to try to owl? solve all her problems with life. Rip Torn directed it. Oh, my wow. God. Rip Torn. Now I have to see this again. Are you looking up the, the link, Adam? What link? In the chat. These pictures are great. Oh, God. She's got a fishbowl. Why does she have a fishbowl? She has a pet owl. Goldberg. She's crazy. Well, it says in word two, she's crazy. I know. And has a pet owl, apparently. Yeah, has a huge cast for this movie. Owl. Yeah, it looks like there's a bunch of other voices in there, so apparently they're all imaginary. <sighs> I don't know. That movie looks fucking terrible. It has a 4.5 with 870 votes. What? You want me to share this? Yeah, might as well. Um, okay. It's it's uh-huh. it's god-awful. Okay. I haven't seen it since I was a child. But, yeah, scroll through there. Pet owl. <laughs> There's no owl in the picture. Wow, that's really 80s. Look at the front of that fucking VHS. There's <laughs> that's a, a lot. That's a lot of 80s colors right there. There's actual VHS spread coming up here. Keep going. You'll, there it is. <laughs> look at that. Woof. <laughs> Keep going. All right. That does not look like something I would rent from Blockbuster. No, ever. I mean the case is so fucking boring. That looks like a. Is this one? Is she painted? Hello. I remember when she was like a big draw too. I like when she was put on uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. That was like a real big deal. Well, this yeah, is no, during no that. This is pre-Oscar for Ghost. This is, yeah. I have no explanation. He's online and off, and off the wall. She's on the line and off the wall. Yeah, El Telefono. <laughs> <laughs> no lie. Starring Whoopi. La, to- La Telefona. Anyway, that's a movie that exists, so if you're curious, if you can give me a copy of that movie, let me know. Literally yeah. never heard of it until you mentioned it today. Lord, in Wonderland at gmail.com. Let me know. 
And not please, for nothing, but this movie looks right your both your guys' yeah. alleys, really. I mean, this is this is primed. It's gonna be bad, Adam. We should do this. The uh, phone is is that is that zebra? Only if it can riff the shit out of it. Yeah, it's zebra. It's zebra. <laughs> the phone is. If you zebra. have a copy of this movie, please call me over and over and do it your best coming voice into the phone, like in this episode. He'll never uh, answer. Help! Uh, oh, my dick uh, is sticking uh, out of the top of my grave. It's over six feet. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the whole time this episode, I was like, oh, oh, un- joke. unplug the goddamn phone, you bitch. That's all I kept screaming. And then the maid comes in and is like, there you go. Mystery solved. Yeah, but all you hear is, and eventually you'll hear beep, 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 beep. Yeah. The point is, she wasn't hearing that. That's kind of the. Well, she tried to wrap it up in a, in a knitted blanket because everything this chick wears, she knitted herself. Apparently, because. She slept in something she knitted in while she's laying under something she knit. And then she wrapped the phone up in something she knit. Frank, <laughs> if you're laying in bed for 31 years. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knit myself. I'm going to be a crocheting machine. Oh, yeah. It's going to be insane up there. It's going to be like a Bangladesh sweatshop up there. It's just going to be <laughs> insane making Hello? Nike shoes. <laughs> like, I'm making everything up there. Oh, you know what kills me? Like. The, and and the phone. The other thing that drove me nuts is my fucking cell phone ring is almost identical to that phone ring. I was reading into it. Apparently, that phone is from 1933. Really? That's what it said. I thought it was a bit old for the 64 ish. Yeah. So right. that's why she's getting phone calls on that phone. To surprise put up her ear. Yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> I thought it looked too new, new to be 1933. Well, that's what I read it did on take Klondike five four four two five or something. I also read into that. I finally understand the Klondike thing, as of today. So Klondike is this K, so five. So literally, her phone number is five five five. And above it said K. Yeah, which is five. So five five five, yada yada yada. And I didn't realize they changed it, so they're actually releasing 555 numbers to the public. So it's only 555-0001 through 0199 that are available for movies now, which is weird. Was that was, was that after the eight, the, the Jenny song, 8675? No, this like, is recent. I, I bet you that, that person was really upset about that song. Rick Springfield was not too happy. but <laughs> Was but, it his real number? No, it's Jenny's number. It's Jenny Jenny. Was it the real Jenny? Really? I don't know if it's the real Jenny, but it's a Jenny. You got to find out the area code first, sir. You got to track that shit down. Good luck. Google it. Well, there's there, there can only be so many area codes with that specific number. 999. You got to find that shit. That's not that many in the grand scheme of things. I'm just saying, look, if you want to dial all those numbers, go right ahead, Frank. I'd love to find out your results. It's literally 0.001% of the population. That I'd have to call. Yeah, Phoenix, that's still a lot of fucking people. I guarantee there's a Jenny up in there, sir. <laughs> Jenny, fucking stop it! I get it. So you're gonna get some guy in Boston in one of those calls. Fuck you! Fuck you, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Springfield, with all do pull it. Fuck yourself. Fucking Springfield. Just screaming it. I want you to recut this episode. With like just ridiculous things on the other end of the phone, like 
pick <laughs> up the phone or we've Hello? been trying to reach you about your expired warranty or is it me Hi, you're is Microsoft for? calling you have a virus on your computer just bullshit like hey that i'm a hot single in your area <laughs> hey it's big dick brian i fucked that windshield in that oak tree you're gonna call me back bitch anyway bye you owe money to the irs Oh, well, do that. Your porn videos are overdue. Please. <laughs> you have an overdue videotape from Blockbuster. You rented Big Booty Bitches, 37. Please bring it back. I had one, one call me from Microsoft that said my IP address had expired. <laughs> that, doesn't exactly, that doesn't happen. No, a person this age, though, in this episode will fall for that. Right. You live in Florida, so you must get a lot of those. Oh, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> no, I don't. They don't call here. So, so many. Yeah. yeah. They no, they're looking up Florida area codes for that. Areas. Yeah. All right. Your nephew's in a federal prison. Please send $1,000 to, like, I heard those too. I've done that before, and it happened to be my friend Justin. He was in jail. <laughs> like, that wasn't a joke. Yeah. You can call him back and go, hey, is this guy in jail? Okay, Last I'll time pay. I talked to him too, yeah. he I sent him a hundred bucks in jail. He's like, "Yo, I'll get you. I'll get you back when I get out of here." I don't know if he's dead or what. I hope he's all right. I would like my hundred bucks back, Justin. By so the way, sounds like he's dead. Yeah, probably. Do you want to do a unsolved mysteries on Justin right now? <laughs> okay, everybody, go find all day Jigga J from Detroit, who moved to stop. That's how he said it. Yo, I'm, I'm Justin from D -D 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 Detroit, you know, all day. All so day so day. Night Call's good, mm -hmm. despite what Frank said. I like the episode. What's what's next week? Do you have a clip for next week, Frank? Nah, Rod stopped doing that back in third, season three. Yeah, because he's gone. So next week is from Agnes, hyphen, with love. I watched it. I can tell you it's a, it's a hoot. It's Next, a comedy. After it's, that is spur of the moment. What? What's the, what's one there for? Spur of the moment. So we'll be covering those two episodes next week. A lot of I horses. In spur of the moment. That 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 one's that one's hard to get. Oh boy. Yeah, we have a lot of bad episodes to get through in season five. Um, yeah. you think Peel's bad? <laughs> Peel ain't got nothing on Serling, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. I don't think Peel could do this bad. <laughs> hey, at least Richard Donner did next week's exactly. episode for Magnus. Richard Donner did it. I guess that's... It's one that's, thing I could talk about. It's got a 6.5. Spur of the moment has a 7.2. Just goes to show you, you can't trust IMDb for a shit. This is the part of the series where it's just coasting into the end on the fumes, right? Just... It was done already by this point. Yeah. Yeah. Rod Buck. was checked out. He Buck was is like, gone. What are you guys doing? Yeah. No Buck. Barely any Rod. Rod's nope. like, I just bought a new house. I got to do it and shit. Big Dick Brian was gone. He's dead. Oh, he's yep. got nothing. We got Richard Donner. We got Dick That's Donner. It. That's it. No more Shatner. No more Burge. No more, even better than Burge. Jack Lugman. No, no we do got, but we, but thank God we have what's his face, fucking the writer, uh, Hammy Jr. Thank God we got him to 
to be the caboose of this train wreck. What a way to go out in the show with who's our worst. Let's give him the last one. That way I ever can blame him. He he was quoted as saying, I think I'm the one that killed the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Amy, you are. <laughs> Self-aware were we. <laughs> yeah. And the week after that, we're doing three episodes. I don't know if you guys saw the schedule yet. No, I never do. It's all on the LAWTZ Review Twitter feed. Um, this episode didn't get a... I did my Mary Fuck Kill. It got a... I already said that, didn't I? Yeah. 50% Mary. Okay. Sorry, I forgot I already did it. Yeah. I like this episode. It might be the last one I like until Occurrence at Oak Creek Bridge. And that's not even teasing. No. So is that no. even fair to say? It's fair, but it's also not fair. It's both. And then mm. the masks, and then maybe Jeopardy Room, and then nothing. No, I think we got um, The Encounter coming up, right? Yeah. There's some yeah, other episodes. We got yeah. another puppet one. <laughs> then we yeah. got... The encounter, you know, for all you uh, Star Trek, for all for, for all these Star Trek fans out there, we got um, um, oh my, that guy. It's his we got first George Takei. Yep, George Takei. He's coming yep. up. In the you see puppets and a young Charles Band somewhere's like, oh, <laughs> yay, puppets! All right. <laughs> Charles, somewhere in the world, is. Charles Band has got a hard on. Uh, Charles Band is the guy that. Did uh, the Puppet Master movies? Some in the world. Charles Band got a full moon. I've never seen any of those. Uh, you're not missing nothing, man. It, unless you're really terrified of puppets, uh, they're they're pretty laughably bad. Yeah, anything for me. If you're listening to the live show or watching the live show or even the podcast tomorrow night, Wednesday, every Wednesday we do uh, LAW the Test from the Crypt review. <laughs> Good God! And uh, tomorrow is obviously no. What are we doing? Obviously, man. Outer limits. Outer limits. Outer limits a feasibility study, episode one twenty nine. I saw that you guys are doing the outer limits. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. More than welcome to join. Um Sure. Uh, I'll do another limits with you. Tomorrow, same time, same same bat time, same bat station. Um any party words of wisdom, guys. Anything else you want to say that we didn't discuss? Any more clips? Yeah, give up the wheel every once in a while, you overbearing bitches you. Let she, the man drive. She did admit to being over. You might just save your big dick's life. You know, so. His big dick is worth more than her life. I have some party words. Number one reasons to get rid of your fucking landline. Just let go of it. Hello? Rip it out. Use Hello? your cell phone. Hello? This one Hello? didn't really survive to be, you know, you know, we always say I would kind of, you know. It, yeah, a lot of TZ is very um, relevant for today. This one is not. <laughs> this one's not relevant at all. No. Adam, I'm going to play my other lost clip from Twilight Zone here. On the air, if you don't mind. Throw me up there. Oh, wait. Hold on. Fine. Wait. We good? What? Huh? And make sure I'm sharing the sound. Yep. Okay, we're good. All right. So this is a clip I found. The producer sent this over. It's an early edit of uh, to sell the, the the series originally to CBS. So here we go. Let me jump the volume real quick. Here we go. This is.
represents desert. The desert that you'll see on your screen in a story we call The Lonely. The Lonely is about a man sentenced to a lifetime of solitary confinement. The confinement takes place on a asteroid far out in space. It's the story about a man slowly succumbing to a kind of nightmarish loneliness, a gradual disintegration of mind and body because human beings have that palpable need for <laughs> A most benevolent and compassionate official sends the prisoner a long rectangular containing, well, a machine. A machine inside of a robot built in the form of a woman. It's a robot that and like a human being. A robot that thinks like a human being. Gentlemen, I can only tell you that the lonely, which involves a man and a woman made out of plastic and wires with a machine for a will provide a most bizarre experience as to the physiological extensions of their relationship, that is, man and female and what they do in their spare time. We're leaving this open. Bold. Bold, Rod. Uh, you really brought it home there at the end. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe what he tried to get away with early on before the before CBS and the censors and the, the advertisers got caught up and were like, "Okay, pull it back, Rod." It was crazy. They had, had B roll to waste, you know. They were just they were they were goofing around back then. They were having fun. It was Phoenix. unbelievably filthy, though. They were high as fuck, is what they were. <laughs> they were high as beep. Yeah, and they were just drinking soda. I mean, yeah, some soda pop. Smoking soda cigarettes and just... Yeah, just, you know, staying up for days off of Coca-Cola. Uh-huh. A cola. Yep. Uh-huh. So, uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. I won't do our plug outro because it's a little full with considering our limited cast and half of that is about the 2019 Twilight Zone show, so... Um, Adam, plug. RaidersLawsFlicks.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Raiders underscore O-T-L-F. I watch bad movies every weekend. Check us out every Friday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we watch a, a bad movie. You can score it. You can comment. You can chat with us. And then we give our ratings at the end. Frank. RedDragonsRadio.com for all great podcasts like this one and others. LAWstudios.com. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lynx. And I'm Adam Wilcox. So long, citizens. Hello? 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 Well. Hello? Bye. Hello? Hello? Should have let me drive, you cunt. <laughs> this big dick's rotting in a grave. You can't have it anymore. It's like a scary movie where he sticks his dick to the phone. <laughs>